Welcome back to Cool Games Inc., a video game design podcast for Polygon.com. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. It's our Goatee special, baby. Heck yeah. I'm really excited. This year, there were so many great games that came out. It was kind of overwhelming, I think. It was. I think we can all agree, and I'm seeing a lot of buzz around this on all my social media channels, including Google Buzz, <laughs> is that we all needed 2016. Like, 2016 was a great year, and after that shit fuck that bastard of 2015 Mm -hmm. like we all needed a nice palate cleanser in the form of 2016 and what a cleanser it was it was a full complete cleanse it was a complete it was a complete cleanse like just brisk iced tea on a hot summer day like everything it was just like waves and waves of like great stuff all the time basically you know in the video game department though Video game department especially, but we can't ignore all the other great stuff that it, happened. We in would the be world. remiss if we ignored what a good uh, year the it Harry was. Potter the Harry Potter <laughs> universe got a real shot in the arm with the release of Fantastic Beasts. And where to find them. And where to find them. Two and separate every, movies that I thought were great. Back to back release at the same time, which I thought was very exciting. It was a good way because I was a little getting tired. By the time they did Deathly Hallows part like four or whatever, Six, I was like, yeah. this is too many. But maybe if you take two movies, you split them up, you put an and in it, and you they play them in the and. theater side by side. and it's Grindhouse kind of style. Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, like, pick your which side of the box of nerds you want. There's a lot of buzz, Nick, uh, about Big Bang Theory Season 11. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were worried it was going to stop at the nice even 10. Yeah. There, there's a lot, there's not much road left to hoe on that one well, that's what some critics are saying but i still that's think what some critics are saying but there's a lot of like they're, maybe they're exploring the relationship between uh the Jaren, girl one and the bazinga one bazinga and criminy mm-hmm. and then of course pink has a new album mm-hmm. she, and she she celebrated a birth her 37th birthday this year uh, what i think what my favorite part about that is that she's changed the exclamation mark in her name to kind of a question mark yeah, kind of so represent like, like I think pink, 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 kind of representing I think the question we're all asking, which is, what are you doing here? Yeah, the voice <laughs> this season is John Michael Montgomery, Hannah Montana, not Miley Cyrus. She's back, baby. Fucking Usher and pink, pink, pink. <laughs> And the new album is so good. It's all a bunch of respectful covers to of all the dead people that died. This Whoa, year. yeah, that's so but good. I don't put, even. Put, that's so good. I don't even want to talk about it. She puts her pink spin on it, and I don't want to talk. She, about well, all She the puts. Dead. I think what she did technically is she put that pink stank on it. <laughs> the stank. She put that stank on it. Of course, all mark. the people. The, there were all the people that passed away, and that was that was that was not great. Obviously, not great. But I think there was more than enough. Let me th- see. Harry Potter, Big Bang Eleven, Pink's thirty seventh birthday. I think like I, I think it cancels out twenty sixteen. If I could summarize, and I think it is time to summarize twenty sixteen as we are on its thirtieth day. I would say worth it, mm. worth it. Twenty sixteen, <laughs> oh, yeah, worth it. Um, mm. but let's talk about because this. I know, like on this show, we normally do a lot of like jokey video game. Like, no, I want to take some time and really acknowledge the, the good games win- that the- came out this year. Yeah, and I was thinking, uh, uh, I thought of a fun, like, title for this episode, and, like, because it's going to be an annual occurrence. A tradition. Oh, the, the 25th annual Olympics were this year, and we all had a lot of fun watching those in Sochi, Rio. It was Rio this time. That's cool. Uh, remember the, remember uh, the, when the man jumped 
over the high bar and his dick hit it. <laughs> no. The man jumped over the high bar and he almost cleared it, but the tip of his dick was oh like, "Oh my god, nope!" That's why you trying gotta, to get that. You gotta get, get that, that gold, shorn. Try to get that briss. If you want to go for gold, you gotta get the briss. That's what they say. In the that was great. That tw- the it was so fun to watch all our folks compete. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lochte was up to the scamp. He's getting up his garbage old bag. Yeah, he's up to doing his old stunts in there. So it was a great year for video games. I had a baby that I can hear crying from the other room, so I'm really only half here right now. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a good year for video games, and I figure we can talk about them in this new segment that I think we call the Video Game Awards. That's a great idea. And I think because if you think about it, like just to kind of put it in volleyball terms, we're kind of taking all of the best games of the year and we're smashing them down to our audience mm. so i think we can call them the spike video game awards the spike tv because it's like a broadcast like people mm. are it's like people are experiencing it through a broadcast medium so we'll put tv spike tv, TV video, video game, game awards. awards starring Griffin kelly McElroy. <laughs> g-r-e-o-f-f-l-i-n Griffin. me and jeff keely were trying out for nasa and we went in one of those centrifuge machines oh, and we came here. out the other side yeah one boy <laughs> you've combined we were two boys and now we're just one sleek boy and we're here to give kojima some i mean konami some real shit we love kojima right fuck konami though that's that's that is man i'm trying to imagine now what what traits we would keep from griffin and keep from jeff you know mm. i mean i would want his whole body so it would be it would on the surface it would just be a jeff keely kind of a look yeah and i would suit. want his i would want his like sm- that smirk he does mm-hmm. and his sort of go get him attitude like you know how he like wants stuff and he like wants to move forward in the industry and like be successful and like add stuff to his list of skills and he's like i guess ambitious is the word yeah. i'm looking for I would want that. I would want all that. The ambition. And when the when those cameras turn on, he just lights up like a he firecracker. Yeah. So I'd want that. And I wouldn't want, um, uh, you know, anything from myself. So I guess I just, I guess what I'm saying right now is I, I want to be. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like Mike. <clears throat> like Jeff. Geoff. So let's, Geoff. Let, Geoff. Let's talk about all the good games that came out this year, though. And are we going to rank them in any particular order? How are we going to actually distribute question. the I mean, Awards? There's so many good games this year. And if, if people want to see our personal list of our separate favorite games of the year, uh, youtube.com slash polygon, you can see my top five, Griffin's top five, uh, Simone, Russ, Pat, uh, Justin, uh, like all uh, everyone on the video team did our, our personal top fives. But me and Griffin, our, our goal here, I think, is to get a Cool Games Inc. top five of the top five video games released in 2016 that you and I both enjoyed. I think we just need to start putting them out there. Yeah, let's start floating them. How many? We'll, we'll, we'll settle on it at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we would be fucking up if we didn't talk about uh, Tom Clancy's Splinter. Tom Clancy's Splinter was very good. It was. Um, what I liked about and that one was made by Ubisoft. I think uh, that was Ubisoft. Um, wait, where is it? Uh, you know. It was Ubisoft Des Moines mm-hmm. was the one that made that one. Um, hot, hot. They're calling it Hollywood 3.0. That's what they're saying. The rent is spiking. They're, well, no, it's going down. It's going down. It's good. Like the rent is good, but there's all kinds of scenic. Anyway, they what they did with this one is Sam Fisher dies in the first second mm-hmm. of the game. <laughs> He's, oh. 
<laughs> you pop the disc in, and it's bang, and you see him dead on the I think floor. it goes, oh, and then the title card pops up. So it's yeah. second number two. And you're you're sitting there, and you're like, Tom Clancy's Splinter. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's I, all they want. I think the way it works one. is it's it's because Sam Fisher dies immediately. It goes, Tom Clancy Splinter Cell, and then the word cell kind of flickers like a neon sign that's running out of yeah. juice, and oh, then it just says Splinter. So cool. Yeah. Because this one is set in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And you play Ramon, and what's his what's his deal? It's well, you'll have to you'll you'll have to play to find out. Yeah, we don't want to give anything away because the game is seventeen minutes long. We've given it's away the first minutes two long. minutes of the game, which is already a sizable chunk of the content. Needless to say, you have to collect all the golden coins. Mm-hmm. I thought th- so. I think that game is like a solid eight. I think it's a, like a lo- it's on a lot of people's list. It's pretty traditional in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, what I liked about it is that there were uh, three different jump buttons mm-hmm. in it. Small, medium, and and slight, medium, and heavy. Yeah, so. slight, medium, and heavy, and there was no guns and no sneaking or spies or government stuff. And uh, David Hayter is in the game, but he plays your he plays your conscience. He's like a little angel sitting on your shoulder, and he's like, "Use the high jump." So, mm-hmm. um, David Hayter, huh? A, David ha- David Hater's not the right man's name, is it? No, it is now. <laughs> David Hater is in it, um, which I think That's is not good. the. No, who's the Allstate man? You're talking about the guy with a good voice. Yeah, and he's it, on Twenty Four. His name is kind of oh, uh, not 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 Jack Bauer. <laughs> Dennis Haysbert. Mm. Oopsa doopsa. Um, I'll tell you what game I really liked playing this year. What? And it was kind of surprising that it managed to get here at all. Um, and it was Final Fantasy 30. Mm-hmm. This one was made by Square. Square Enix. It was just made by Enix. <laughs> so Square did not actually touch this production. They were no, they, well, they were working just, on Final Fantasy 15, I think. They were working on 15. And then what Enix did was Enix said, fuck that and fuck you. We're going to double it. Double so the number, made, double your money. Double the number. And that was the interesting thing about it. So... They said, you're taking too long to make 15. We can make this game in half the time. And Square, who, up to this point, Square and Enix had a pretty good relationship. It seemed like it, yeah. Enix obviously wanted to make a new uh, act raiser and, and, you know, and a new uh, illusion of Gaia. And Square was like, no, we're not doing that shit anymore. Um, But other than that, like, pretty good relationship. But Square was like, we're we're doing the best game ever. Enix was like, we can make it in half the time. And Square said, oh, yeah, prove it. It was kind and of so, yeah. They kind of basically did the video game equivalent of like a drag race down at the old, the old dam, right? And so what Enix did is they made two Final Fantasy fifteen. So we're talking about two Promptos. We're talking about two Igni. We're talking about two main character. I played that game for thirty hours. And I don't. I it's don't okay. I it. I saw Rogue One since the last time we recorded, and I couldn't tell you any of those characters' names either, so I can sort of relate. Another good 2016 thing is just Star Wars it's that true. came out. Uh, no, is there a? I think that the the mechanic that was most interesting to me and was kind of the hardest to wrangle and kind of get my head around, but the riding two chocobos at once thing. At first, I hate it. it was like the Red Dead horse thing, where like at first I was like, I can't. <clears throat> it's challenging. I don't really get yeah. how this controls. So, Basically, what you had was two Noctises. I remembered the name. <clears throat> two Noctises, and they were both doing beautiful, complete, 180-degree splits. Right. And they were just sort of balanced between the two bows. And the whole time, with their upper bodies, they're just fucking voguing nonstop. And then sometimes they'll run and they hit, like, a post, and it'll hit them in their Johnsons. 
Yeah. And it'll knock you off the it'll knock you off the bow. Which makes it hard to write. I also thought the it was kind of an interesting decision to make it so to control the the double chocobo writing thing, you have to put one uh one controller in each hand and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. pinky and thumb on the analog sticks of each controller to control it's each of the ideal. chocobo's legs. And it well at yeah. first I thought it wasn't ideal, but then I realized it gives me an unprecedented amount of control and I think connection to these majestic beasts. It's the it's the Gran Turismo of chocobo <clears throat> split racing mm-hmm. and again, um, get your dong bopped by some sort of And you get your stake. dong bopped and you lose 10 HP and you get poison. <laughs> Is that maybe that should have splinter in the name in hindsight mm. because of, they are getting the yeah that's bump. another thing that that's another thing that can happen when you're done status bump. effect um i i really think that like the most obviously rockstar is had a huge couple of years of huge GTA. year they put out gta 5 like the last year and again the year before and uh i, I think that it, we would be remiss though if we didn't mention bedspread redemption too now this one was a this one was a real surprise and a real treat mm-hmm. Here, the plot was, of course, you've been a very bad boy, and you've pissed. Mm-hmm. Now, right. And, I think and, it was so brave of them to yeah. take the Red Dead franchise all the way back to the caveman days. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so you've had... So you did have a... It was a weird thing. It was like sort of a Croods. You remember in Croods when you'd see something and you'd be like... They would like reference... Uh, pink or pink and you'd be like huh that's or they'd like reference like a, a like they would start singing a justin timberlake song yes and you'd be like that wasn't in caveman and they like they're speaking english and they definitely weren't doing that back which then. i thought was cool because it raised all these questions about the it was like when you first heard those covers of songs in bioshock infinite you were like what's going uh-huh. on here that's what i thought when i heard justin timberlake in the crudes it was very like a jj abrams curiosity mm-hmm, a puzzle box um, like a little puzzle box <laughs> and so this game there you're cavemen but you have beds with spreads on them mm-hmm. and you've you've pissed and so i don't know why these two ideas sort of came together it was a very confused I think product because it was too there were it was bold in two very different ways and most i think a lesser developer would have either settled for the caveman thing or the pp bed thing but yeah. they went for both. Maybe that's what the two means. Because there was no bedspread redemption one. I think that's right. also worth noting. And it's I can understand the confusion because this was the first project from Rockstar Up. <laughs> Rockstar Up. The kind of yeah, the city the, in the sky. The up one, though not south or north, but up. Just sort direction, of yeah. higher 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 there. Um I'll tell you, Nick, which one really connected with me on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good story-based games this year. Yeah, there were a lot of really good story-based games this year. It was... Um, what was it? It was... Um, oh, Beehive. An Austin Powers-themed beekeeping simulator. And that was... Just to be 100% clear, that was the thing that was making you kind of cry earlier, right? Yeah, and the developer for that one was the Rumple Boys. Yeah. And this is a new Northampton-based, uh, Northampton, North Dakota-based uh, development studio that's showing a lot of promise with OB Hive. And what was so and shocking Austin to me Pro- was, like, mm-hmm. you remember how for the first, like, two hours of, of, of uh, Go Home, Grow Home? What's that game? Gone Home. Uh, yeah it seemed like it was gonna maybe be a scary horror game 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game seemed like it was going to be funny because it had Austin uh, Powers up on the front of the box. But it's not because he needs the honey for his sick boy, his sick son. And his son has some sort of bee allergy. He's been stung by a bunch of different he bees. A- Dr. Evil has sent out uh, dozens and dozens of bees that have been genetically modified to target now that part, that part. Now, that part is funny. <laughs> it's though. actually really funny. But he's got a honey deficiency. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's God's cruelest prank. It is. Well, if you think about it, isn't honey God's mojo? Mm. Right? It's nature's mojo. And he's got I mean, a- nobody... Yeah, we're not quite sure how it's how it's made. Mm-hmm. Have you seen all these videos for this new beehive? And it's like an interconnected grid of hexes. And then you turn the crank. And then they all shift. So they're not hexes anymore. And they form like a little pipe. Have you seen it? No. It's really interesting, and it's like a new way of getting the honey out without um, killing the bees, which made me think. Up to this point, how the fuck were we getting yeah, wait, this that's honey like out? When a when a chicken nugget store now says like now real meat, like now like, what was it? How were you? How was it before? Yeah, what was happening to the bees? And so it's just like, but then when you you get the good ending, and it's like the boy is f- just fat with honey. Mm-hmm fat with fat with honey and then he turns into a bee and, and you turn into a bee and you fly away and by that point i will admit it has lost most of its austin powers mojo like, mojo well licensing oh. you don't look like neither of you look like austin powers anymore mm-hmm. um and it's just sort of like a bee game at that point. kind of just a bee uh sort of a flying through the sky as a bee simulation yeah, and then it turns into like a really actually a badass twin stick bullet hell shooter i love that a twin b game all right i like that Bum- uh hey nick yeah i take it back that game fucking sucks it was... i don't want it considered for the okay we'll cut it we'll cut it from our list right now i mean yeah there's a there's so many bangers this year i think we can yeah we sure. can cut some stuff including i think the the free-to-play game that i, I came completely out of left field in december and completely caused all by surprise i don't know if you've had time to play it uh with your with your son and everything but i've been completely obsessed with let it sigh yeah the, sure. sort of the gangnam style uh, okay Souls. i wasn't quite sure because there was another game called let it sigh and this it was s-i-g-h and you're just so exasperated mm-hmm. all the time Which I, but, did, I did not like that game it was too much no. of a negative nancy and it was really artsy and i just give me a gun give me a gun and there was no shortage of guns in let it sigh psy yeah. let me tell you um, that so in and in, in this one you are the the man him the man the myth and the you legend are. himself sigh mm-hmm. he's not doing so much stuff anymore huh well that was what we thought well i mean i think the question for the past three years has been where is sigh and that was what where i've been chanting he? outside of the white house every time i can make it down to, to dc i go to, where to is sigh where yeah. is sigh um and barack hussein obama and a lot of people forget the hussein but it's important he's he's kept it pretty tight lipped mm-hmm. joe joe biden you know wants to tell you because he, he, he they know they know they know they know obviously you know they know and you you can see joe biden can't he's not as much of a straight laced like he, he you can see that twinkle in his eye he knows what sigh has been doing he's been involved and i think uh that once you play let it sigh and you realize that he has been cast as the narrator uh Vern troyer is also cast as the narrator you get to pick which one at the beginning of the game that's cool um it's it's really clear that that's it's the wait was worth it let me tell you okay um the soundtrack is obviously a huge component but it's all sort of like kind of like punk rock remember punk goes crunk you remember that album oh do i all those punk rock covers of like mid-2000s uh hip-hop songs this is like that but it's all different classic early to mid aughts pop punk bands doing covers of gangnam style so it's that one had blink 183 on it <laughs> um 
So they had one extra member. They were just better in every way. One extra member. So they had 183 members. <laughs> Is that? I tried to get into a Blink-182 show once, but there were no tickets available. <laughs> they sold three tickets because... <laughs> they sold three tickets. Every and show like, they rotate who gets to be on the stage, which I think... Is- and everyone there, everyone there, the three people there were destroyed by the sound, by the, by the pound of sound. <laughs> the wall. Of, the that great mound of sound that came at him, but uh, yeah, but the, basically the soundtrack is just Gangnam Style interpreted by Blink One Eighty Three by uh, My Chemical Rope. Yeah, you got it, man. I have one here that was my favorite fucking game of the year, and if you disagree, you put your shit game in the toilet. What was your what Titanfall Two? No, Hanna Barbera versus Capcom. That's so weird because I liked it. I thought it was okay, and I feel like a that lot is, of people fall on one or two sides of the coin on this, Griffin. I definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely prefer Dilbert versus Capcom. No, come on. Because here's the thing. I think you look at the lineup, you're like, okay, Dilbert versus Capcom, that is a very limited roster. I thought it was going to be all the characters from Dilbert versus all the characters from Capcom, and it really is just Dilbert on the left side of the screen, and then on the right side of the screen, you can pick between all these Capcom characters. Um, yeah. But once you get into it, and you learn that the different styles that you can switch between, the different uh, like super triggers that Dilbert can pull off, the fact yeah, that sure, he, he sure. can combo in and out of his tie... That flips yeah, up. you can he can do you can press the tie button, but then there's also like a cancel dash. You can cancel dash out of his tie. Uh, there's a downloadable skin where he has the hair that his boss has. It's really I could keep going all day about Dilbert versus. You Capcom. can actually that's actually the last one you had. What, oh, you don't have any more. What do you I like so you much any- about Hanna Barbera versus Capcom? <laughs> Duh, Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> Is that the only Duh. thing you like about it? Uh, cow and chicken. The Berenstein Bears are there, and they all have. They all start with super. They have a full they all super start meter. With a super, full super meter. That's that is Buck Wild. I do wonder if it made sense for them to include like John Cena because he's in so much. Like I get that he's in so many of the Scooby Doo movies, but I think he's a, a little bit imbalanced because yeah. he's actually a fighter, and none of these other fucking characters know how to how to scrap the way Cena yeah. does. Um, but other I'm looking at a list of Hanna-Barbera cartoons right now Mm -hmm. and they throw a lot of spaghetti against the wall they sure do I thought it was kind of just like there was like a dozen of them maybe there's like a million of them there's 62 of them and most of them ran for a year Uh, some of the more successful ones include Dexter's Lab duh Mm -hmm. that's a great that's a great cast of characters Dexter I think they have. I think they have enough folks in here. Captain Caveman, remember him? One year, one and done. They made a show called The Skate Birds, and that was one year. And they were like, "This is we made a show called Skate Birds, so <laughs> this is can- this is canceled now." The Skate Birds include Knock Knock, Satchel, Scat Cat, and Scooter. So now you remember Shazan, right? Shazan, that was one year. Shazan with an N. Shaz- Shazam mm-hmm. with an N from 1967 to 1968. And now Shazam, you get great, great characters like Chuck, Nancy, and Kabooby. So <laughs> Kabooby. Oh, looking... you're talking about the magical flying camel Kabooby. Yeah, and so then we get into one year of Snorks, and Snorks, the cast for Snorks, including to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia, I mean, the cast for Snorks 1984, the Snorks include Snorks. <laughs> That's all that we get. That's the whole cast. So, that can be like Tron Bon, where it's just like oh, all the different snorks are snorks. Yeah, combined into one. 
What I like most about this game, um, and we've been speaking like it's a hypothetical thing, it's a real thing that came out this year, and that's why we're talking about it. My favorite thing about it is that it was developed by Mega Man. Mm-hmm. And I think he did a good job because if you if you look at his hands, they're very very small and roboty. And I and am, one of and one of them because the other one's a gun. It can be a gun. It can be sometimes he can throw a saw from it. And uh, there was also a pilot for the BB Beagle show. And I didn't take off. Didn't take off. But I'm so glad they put him in the game. Um, it was kind of it was Joyce DeWitt was in the pilot. I don't I don't like that game as much as you, Griffin. But you know what I do mm. like. Hmm. What I do like, and, and this is a controversial one, but I think it pushed the medium forward, and I think it kind of changed what is acceptable and kind of made people realize that games can be anything, was, oops, I'm on the bus for Fucktown, population 68. So, and this one was made by sega yeah and it's so funny to see them like experimenting with an original ip it's not completely original obviously because all 68 of the people in the town are knuckles yeah. the echidna variants well, the whole- yeah so what was cool is while they were making trumbo the badass elephant they were like we just gotta get through we just gotta fucking get through trumbo and then once trumbo's done then we can make the fuck game oops that i'm on always- the bus for fuck town population 68 yeah, and it's it's a clever title. First of all, a lot of wordplay in there, mm-hmm. a lot of foreplay in there. And then um, I wasn't expecting it to use the Wii Balance Board as I, much as it did. I expected it to use it a little bit just to kind of log you in and make sure that you are a healthy adult weight so that no children play the game. But the fact that you used it to control... Because I guess there's a lot of hip momentum stuff that that thing can pick up on. It's it's interesting that over the years, developers have realized that that thing was tracking a lot of really robust statistics about you. Um, yeah, I'll tell you the problem, though, is that my devious son chugged a bunch of honey to get up to an even 130. Oh, and, and that's the cutoff. He cracked, he cracked the DRM. My five-week-old son cracked 130 pounds because he was just he just really wanted to see how they rendered big the cats downtown Mm -hmm. lester brown what i love about oops i'm on the bus for fucktown population 68 yeah is that that opening cutscene sets it up as this game where like you're a little you're a little scared to be on this bus to fucktown you got on the wrong bus uh, but then by the time you get there you're you as the protagonist again that is big the cat uh you've adopted this sort of like oh well when in rome like when in fucktown the cutscene is three hours long mm-hmm. in real time. It's the, in it real is time, the real, which is actually the amount of time it takes to get from Green Hill Zone to Fucktown yeah, by city bus. Well, you gotta keep them separated. But what's crazy is you have to stay standing on the Wii Balance board, perfectly still, sort of experiencing it. Because if you shift your weight or, God forbid, get off the board, the cutscene starts all the way over from the beginning mm-hmm. again. And it's the this. It's a slow start. It's a slow starter, which is kind of fun because it 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 sort of works as a virtual chastity belt in a way because it requires the player to stand there perfectly still mm. for three hours getting extremely horny before yeah. they can even crack the seal on this game and i think that yeah. that's very exciting and kind of it, it's there's a level of interaction between the developer and the player there that i think is unprecedented and a little and frankly inappropriate yeah yeah i loved it is and i can't believe the chaos emeralds you end the game by having to put them into dr botnik mm-hmm. one at a time all seven you have you got to really goosh him right down his mean beam machine <laughs> uh are there any 
any games you feel like we're missing? I feel like it's by this time it's December. You know, like we're making this in December, and like by the time we—that's what makes it so hard. There's so much stuff. Like I feel like early in the year, like there's a lot of stuff from like January. Like obviously, Doctor the Dog Doctor. Uh, and then give me back my bones in parentheses. Give me back my bones was so great. I forgot about that. It was that so good. One. It was one. Of, it was like an Xbox Live Arcade, like sort of a downloadable title. It was like five dollars, really short. Uh, kind of exactly a th- 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 Throbo the elephant, the in- Trumbo. the Bado, the Bado, B- Bumbo the Trumbo the Trumbo the big bad Bumbo the Bumbo the big mean elephant. It's like, I tell you what I I loved this year. Do you remember? Tell me. It was the game. It was the game version of the film Drive 2011, but starring Jim Gaffigan as the main character. Right. I, I can't remember the title of it. Though. I remember that. Oh God, shit! I remember the description. Fuck, but I can't remember the name of it. It was. Well, give me the description. It was. Oh, it was a game version of the film Drive 2011, yes. but starring Jim Gaffigan as the main character. Do you remember the name of the I game? I think it was called. Fuck. Because it was like. It I was think this- it was. It was called like Food Dad. It was called like it was called like. I'm trying to remember what was the name of that Jim Gaffigan special because it was like a play on one of his specials. Yeah, I think it was called Food Drives Me Crazy, mm-hmm. or could, food. Um, I think it was just called Food Drive. I think it may have been actually called Food Drive. Uh, Nick, it was Food Drive One. So, yeah, and it was basically a recreation of Drive, so there were a lot of driving scenes in it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a really upsetting scene where Christina Hendricks just gets p- pizzoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more driving, more driving, more driving. But the whole time he's just like, um, pizza. Yeah. I gotta find a pizza. And he's always doing, like, he's doing those fun voices all the time. Do you remember that there's that scene where he's in the elevator and he accidentally drops, like, a, a hot dog that he was eating and he gets he drops really mad and he just kind of stomps it? And he, he stomps the man's hot dog. Yeah, it was, it was a violent, violent game. The more we a talk about it. for Jim Gaffigan. Definitely. Uh, and the more we talk about it, the more I think I didn't like it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, just. I liked, I, it was very, um, art game it was a very art game and it was fun to like it was fun to be jim for a bit Mm -hmm. because he's really taken off right now he is and i I, yeah it's kind of the peak of his his uh his his whole career i think in a way and it's kind of cool to see him kind of playing this um very quiet kind of quietly cool collected uh version of himself and even more um, even more quiet even more cool and collected version of the existing jim gaffigan right right um and uh, I'm really glad Ryan Gosling wasn't in this one because I just I can't I can't with him anymore. That dude's the, that dude's the pits. Um, no, he's he's great. Now I gotta I I gotta ask you, okay? Because uh, I know I don't I it didn't make any of our personal top five lists, but a lot of people are talking about Burger Dog's Big Adventure. Um, yeah. Do we? And that one that one was made by P. Yeah. P and it's it's always weird when the developer's name is longer than the game's name because it was P E E E E E E with just kind of kept going for like yeah thirty five different characters um, and it was published it was published by Sega they're back from before and Burger Dog Big Adventure is so much fun because you get get to do uh, different types of uh, eating bone you get to climb yeah. around there's a thing where um and remember in the middle of the game when they give you uh, wag. You get Wag the dog on DVD. Mm-hmm. I loved 
how you had to eat all the bones in each level to open up the ending door. Me too. Because you end up really scrounging around uh, mm-hmm. like a dog. I thought that the uh, the controller that required you to use kind of your nose to do everything fun. was fun. really fun. Uh, yeah. Sniff to kind of jump, sniff to walk, sniff to... I love that that controller had a little funnel in it. And if you dumped actual begging strips down the funnel, you would get bigger in the game. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fun because it's like, I feel like the toys to life genre has kind of started to die. Disney Infinity's gone. That Nintendo hasn't mm-hmm. put out any Amiibos in a second. But I do think that the food to life thing is is maybe... It's going to pop off. It's going to pop off in 2K17. And of course, my favorite part of the game is when you beat it, the peace sends you a dog. You get a dog. You do. You, it says, you, at the end screen says, congratulations, you've, you're ready. You've proved it. And what it. I like is it's, it's always like this, that fucking dog pound snickle fritz of like old Chester and his face doesn't work anymore and anything he eats he diarrheas out immediately, and he's 19 years old, so now he's your problem. You knew the arrangement when you beat Burger Dog. Right. That's why the game why are, is free. Why weren't there burgers in it? I think the Burger Dog thing was more referring to like what old Chester's face might end up looking like when he arrives at your house to kind of prep you for yeah. what he could... Uh, how he would be oh such a messed up but sweet dog with a good heart and a bad sweet dog with a well no the heart's not the heart's just full of wormies he's got heartworms Um, he's got bud bad butt oh the butt worms i have one here and i think honorable mention um for um because it was a great year it was a great year in general but it was also a great year for expansions to other beloved um, video games and so what i really liked this year was the no man's sky dlc branded planets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so like the f- the first one that you get to you get a little message it's like uh, and it's from your computer gregory and he's like i believe i'll find another planet for you sir and so you fly towards it and it's actually phantom planet the band oh and they they get to this thing like mission to you which is a fun yeah when, and swing swing they give you a mission. yeah and that was i all American Rejects did that? I forget. I don't but know. Phantom Planet's there. California, the OC theme song. They you, there's a little box you get, and you shoot it with your laser gun. But you try to, but it's it ran out of plants. Um, but yeah, you and then the next one you go to is like you know Sprite. Sprite did a really good planet. It's kind of based on that Sprite commercial where Drake takes a sip of the Sprite and his head kind of explodes into different pieces and Sprite goes everywhere. Uh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's kind of this suspended animation of the exact moment that his head begins to sort of fracture. And so it's kind of this this planet that's barely held together uh, with these huge gushing geysers of Sprite coming out of the different cracks in um, in Drake's skull and in his head and in his bones and in his body. Um that sounds like he would die from this. He would, but he's the planet, so it's like not that oh, here there. And with the new uh, part of this expansion, they added base buildings. You can set up camp in his nose if you'd like, and you can. I would love to hang, Thank hang you. out there. Um, I really liked how there was a no man's sky planet. That was really interesting, and it was kind of meta too. I liked that about it. Uh, you could. It was kind of a planet that itself, I think, was its own universe. Right? Yeah. Sure. I, I actually I went to the Sprite Planet. I remember that I didn't get a chance to go to the to the No Man's Sky Planet because I ran out of mushrooms. What the fuck? What the fuck? Were the, you ran out of ferns, so you can't fly anymore. Okay, all right, 
That's well. That's how it works. Should have shot. Should have shot more ferns. I guess I should have shot more ferns. You got me there. Um, got me there. I have to ask. Guilty. Didn't shoot enough Didn't ferns. Shoot enough so I, I can't. I'm. I guess I have to die here on this rock. Do you think hmm. it was too soon? What to release Bernie Mac's quack attack? It was because on the one the, who de- who developed that one, I forgot. <clears throat> no, that was uh, that was uh, Kojima Productions, the old one. The old one. So every after Kojima Productions was shut down in Konami, uh, three people sort of locked themselves in an office there and decided to keep making games. Hideo Kojima, obviously not one of them, he went on to fund the new Kojima Productions, but the old Kojima Productions <clears throat> decided that they were going to use the Fox engine to create Bernie Mac's Quack Attack, a game. Yeah. It was kind of like how John Malkovich made a movie that is locked in a vault for 100 yes, years, yeah. so nobody's going to see it until they... Well, except I think it leaked onto like kazaa or something so well done john uh it was one of those situations but they just got too impatient they're like we want people to play bernie max quack attack because mm-hmm. we're really we're just excited for it to get out there and and boy howdy am i i mean i'm glad they did that because it's so so good i know you had a problem with the sex scene um yeah and i would love for you to elaborate on that because i thought it was very tasteful it was tasteful but it was too short yeah okay all right then we agree um it was it was a t- it was a, it was two pumps and then out Mm-hmm. and it was so it was weird it was like it's my starbucks uh, order yeah mm, there was so it's like bernie mac was talking to his wife and he's like you know what i'm thinking and then it was like jump cut to like blah blah and then then and then it's like the next morning the, he's driving his kids to school yeah so it's it's it goes you know what i'm thinking jump cut two thrusts but, and then a jump cut uh, to him in the car it's a crazy yeah. edit it's like it's so weird it's edit. jarring yeah. but i think it's kind of cool i just wish it was yeah. longer um i get why it can't be though um well it was a respectful like the rest of the game is really respectful except for that one really disrespectful two two pump pow, pow. scene yeah i think see but i'm putting myself in their shoes i think it would be they would probably argue well would it have been more respectful to just do one pump And i don't think it would be because two and i miss bernie mac a lot i do he had a good show um hey what's up <clears throat> is it do you remember um it came out oh no that one came out last year what no it's nothing it's last year i didn't want to i still want to i mean we could we could talk about kind of games that we would like to see sequels to well yeah i guess last year's um clark souls mm-hmm that one came out that one came out like december 30th last like this day like, happy one year anniversary clark souls um I mean, and that was your game it, of the year last year right it wasn't no i hated it oh that's why you didn't want to talk about it yeah uh, understandable hey do you remember joverwatch the joe rogan one it was well joe rogan there was a pl- it was a class hero base oh there's like 30 different yeah yeah so joey joe mcintyre fucking joe montana is in it and he's a tank class uh joe rogan is in it and he's just v- way irreverent i can and imagine joey from brotherly love and blossom joe gordon levitt obviously joe gordon levitt's very popular with the fans a lot of people drawing him uh, yeah and it's sort of a in an embrace people are starting to ship him with uh who's that other joe who's they they want to connect him with so bad it's joe biden yes a lot yeah, of joe, joe biden had a really successful year in game development i, I noticed well there. he started out so weak and then they nerfed everybody else to make them as weak as joe biden mm-hmm. that's balance 101 right there that's number one you take everybody's toys away um do you think it was weird of them to put joe pesci in 
Because he's so, so, like, he just, it's almost like playing a different game when you're playing as Joe Pesci. Well, what I thought was weird was the long-winded ARG that they did for Joe Pesci. Because the whole, when the game came out, they're like, what the fuck? There's no Joe Pesci? And they were like, hmm, maybe. And they're like, okay, so you are going to do Joe Pesci. And then they released, like, that first thing of the ARG. And I was like, this Home Alone, this man won't leave you Home Alone. And it's mm-hmm. like, so it's going to be Joe, yeah, we get Joe it. Pesci then, huh? Like, this All is a right. really exciting you want cousin another, coming to the game soon. Yeah. Want to know the next clue? Collect eight heads in a duffel. All right. So yeah. it's Joe Pesci. Yeah. Then. We had to. It was kind of irritating because we were. I remember sitting next to you in the audience at, at Joseph Khan and we all had to like act surprised when they yeah. announced Joe Pesci. Because they had that trailer. And it, was, it was a good like it's a good story trailer and you learn a lot about them. But at the end of the trailer, he pops in and he's like, time for me to join the party. Mm-hmm. And then he, you see his full character, and his fucking ass looks so good. Yeah, because all of them, all of them do. Like it's a, it's kind of the connecting. I don't know tissue. about everybody's ass looks so good. Like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like why is he wearing those tight like ninja pants? I'm not complaining. I'm, I guess I'm not complaining. It's just like weird that everybody, all of these oh, Joes, like he's like, batting a thousand on Joe asses in this. Batting game. a thousand of these asses that you could just pick up a paint can with. Um, do you, and mm-hmm. I, I, I hesitate to even bring this game up because it's so, it was the most controversial game of the year, um, by far, but I would be remiss yeah. if, and I'm saying this slowly because I, I, I want to make sure we handle this with a lot of care. Mm. Do you think we give some sort of commendation to, is Daniel mad at me? here's the thing i know a lot of people talked about it like it was this big achievement Mm -hmm. in games um because first of all daniel was very they basically took do you remember the small boy that peter molyneux made yeah yeah it's kind of a mix of that and elizabeth from from bioshock you know yeah and it's like this boy and he's like what was that fucking boy's name milo milo yeah milo yeah I didn't like how real Daniel was because you would give him a butterscotch candy and he would be like, mm, mm, mm. thanks, dad. I mean, Griffin, <laughs> oops, you could be, though. If you, if you play your like, cards right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Daniel, I don't know. Like, this is heavy. And you like come back. You come back from the bar, you know, late at night. You've been fucking partying, having a good time. Um, and he, he, you turn on your TV and he's right there. And he's like, <laughs> Griffin, you forgot to pick me up from school again. He's like, well, and, I'm sorry, Daniel. I, it's 3 p.m. You know, well, it's I, okay. It's okay, Nick. It is okay. Kind of need to. Um, can I, I change the I system go- clock and we can go back and I can pick you up from school? <laughs> Don't do that. I'll die instantly and all your turnips will go rotten. Mm. No, it is fine. It's not that big a deal. All of my books got wet. Okay, well, I'm sorry so, about that. It, it won't won't happen again. We'll get, we're going to get you an umbrella for the next day of school and. <laughs> Yeah. Would you like to play a mini game? Yeah, I'm actually kind of tired because I just got home from the bar. I would like to maybe go to bed early tonight, but we could do maybe we, we could play chicken chess. Yeah, chicken chess is um maybe tomorrow. I would like to get a little bit of rest tonight. And, okay, uh, it's it's okay. Good night. I haven't seen you today though. It's yeah. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the good. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you, Daniel. I, I will play chicken chess with the lake. Mm-hmm. Instead. Sit by the lake, and then we'll. Uh, when you when I've turned on the game system again tomorrow, there you'll be, and we can have a fun time. So just go to. I can't wait, Dad. I mean, Nick, the lake is my best friend. All right, beautiful.
Okay, it seems like my <laughs> Xbox has turned itself on. Nick, I forgot to tell you something. Oh, what's up? It's, I kind of I have my power save settings to kind of maybe not activate in the middle of the night. But what's how's it going? Good. I saw a cat. Hmm. Okay. Well, I I downloaded it for you. That's actually kind of helpful because it'll save me from having to wait through the patch tomorrow. But it is three in the morning. I would like to get a little bit. It was sixteen hundred Microsoft points. Mm-hmm. That's which translates to twenty U.S. dollars. So I actually am a little upset at you, Daniel, because I wanted I wanted to save that for Crackdown Three. So that game's never gonna fucking come out. Come on, be real, Daniel. Language. <laughs> sorry, which sorry, have you, Daniel. Is one of the other kids at school got you talking like this? Yeah, it was Jeremy. What's up, I'm Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm gonna delete your son. Now, oh no, Jeremy, don't please. Anything, hey, Nick. Anything but that. Nick. What, Jeremy? I broke my yo-yo. Buy me a new one. <laughs> Jeremy. Don't you? You could go over to Griffin's house and get him to buy that for you, but I'm I'm not your dad. Griffin sold his Xbox. Okay, you get out of my game. Okay, Jeremy, you are not a. I love you, Dad. Nope, not at all. And you're a bad. You're a I bad love you boy. too, Dad. You know, I love you more than Jeremy does. I guess I would hope so because I don't know Jeremy and I don't like Jeremy. And Daniel, you. I don't think I forgot about the different cusses that you were trying to do in, earlier. Slip those past me. You're in timeout in the in the lake. The lake told me something. Do you want to hear? Sure. It's, yeah, this is my... It's, uh, it's a kind of a Daniel Allen Wake situation. What the lake it? is my best friend. It told me something. Do you want to hear yeah, it? Yeah, tell me. It's going to help me drown Jeremy. Okay. Um, well, That's a little bit distressing. It will happen tonight. Mm-hmm. You should leave your Xbox turned off unless you want to see this. <laughs> I, I, Daniel, is there any way to like kind of start a new game? With a with a different re-roll of a new Daniel. Yeah, sure. Be- hello, I'm hello, I'm Daniel. I'm brand new. All right, uh, Daniel, can you go get Jeremy for me? Okay, Dad. No, see, th- here's th- there's the thing though is you wouldn't know Jeremy if you'd actually restarted yourself. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. There was a th- there was a glitch. Yeah, there wasn't a glitch, Daniel. Time for new game plus. I don't want new game minus. I want new game with no Daniel. The lake is full of bones. <laughs> Um, that was a good game. Very emotionally affecting. I'm glad that fucking Molyneux got off his ass and finished something for once. Yeah, he did life. a good job on this one. Uh, he did a good job on this game. I can't, I don't, I don't want to put that game on our list though. Why not? I think that Jeremy was a distractingly Waluigi-like character in a lot of it ways. It was weird how he was Waluigi. And it was weird because, like, he wasn't rendered as good as as the as the other boy was. No, he looked like he somebody snuck him in. Somebody, like, it felt like someone took a flash drive with a bootleg Waluigi and stuck it in my Xbox and added him to the And game. he comes in and you're playing chicken chess with your favorite boy. And then he comes in and he flips the board into the lake. Hmm. He's rambunctious. But I guess I, most, I mean, if you think about it, most video games are conflict-driven, right? So it kind of, there needs to be some... Some I just found myself not caring whether Daniel was mad at me, to be totally frank. Fuck that kid. Fuck that virtual boy. Oh, okay. Kind of sucked a little bit is the only He's problem. a little boy, but he's a little boy, he's a little, so... He's a little piece of shit, is what he is. Um, did you uh, want to talk about Big Arms Nice Man? Because I saw that that was on our list, and I didn't play it. But Big Arms Nice Man definitely yeah. came out this year. So this one was for the Sega CD32X. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly the reason I put it on here. It is cool that somebody put out a 32X game. Um, and I liked that it, like, kind of took the the Sonic & Knuckles, like, 
combining the cartridges, stacking them together thing. Yeah, so you had to put two discs into the machine at the same yeah, time. Left and arm one and of them right was just arm. yeah, and one of them was just gonna kinda skip around and get broken a lot. Mm-hmm. Very, very broken. And your machine's gonna break. Um so it's like the last game you ever play sort of thing. I like that though. I like that because that, it, it's a kind of a it's like shutting the door behind you. It's like if you want to play this game, you gotta commit. I know that every fucking Xbox three hundred sixty I've ever used has had the disc drive just break on it with a game inside eventually and there's something kind of fun about that it's like a cask of amontillado vibe of just like buried alive in my xbox and now my xbox is just a super monkey ball machine from now on which i'm fine with that's fine yeah i mean that's you're lying if you say that's not how it was to begin that's a great point um um you know what i liked was uh please develop a video game equivalent of kids bop that's weird (laughs) that's a weird name it feels like maybe they... <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the video game design document for the video game. Kids Bob. Which, which was called Army of Two-Year-Olds. Mm-hmm. And it was Kids Bop branded. Kids Bop presents. It was Kids Bop branded. And it was their latest in a series of, you know, Gears of War four-year-olds. Now, and that game was really, really cool. Like, the combat was so... Good. It was really good because you it was very stylish, but it was all like pop guns. Yeah, and, you know, uh, it's like a little you had a little spud cannon, and then there was the laser katana, and all it was so it was like all kind of playful, except there was that gun, the shit, you know, the shit gun. There was the shit gun, and I thought and that was like it was gross. Like it was it was very juvenile, but like it's kids, Bob. Hello, um, but I like that South Park humor very much, and. It's it was it but you had to put in the cheat code to get it. Mm-hmm. It was but the thing is it was the most effective weapon in the game. It could one hit any of the kids. Yeah. So it was kind of like prudent. Like all the speedrunners are just min maxing the shit gun. Yeah. I mean you remember the other kids bop game that kids bop put out this year was Kids Go. And it was a mobile game where you had to go around just sort of rounding up kids. Mm-hmm. And then turning them into candy to feed other kids so they get bigger and stronger. To feed them to different kids of the same name. Of the same name, like, yeah. So like, oh man, nothing but Derek's in this neighborhood. Like, no, 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 that's good. You want, you want a bunch of Derek's. Because if for yeah. 50 candies, you can evolve that Derek into mm-hmm. a... Just like in, just like in uh, kids, the regular uh, Nintendo brand right. game. You remember Classic. how you have to catch, catch a million... Uh, 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 Megan's, and then you turn them all into Megan candy mm-hmm. to level them up for experience points. Remember, yeah, kids? classic, Cla- just like I remember classic as a boy, kids mechanics. Uh, walking around the park looking for kids. It was a good game. I still get notification. I got a notification on my phone today from Kids Go, and it's like there's new kids, and we have double exp. It's like you still got to turn the kids into candy, and then go to a gym and just fucking tap and swipe furiously and just hope for the best. Well, yeah, it's the game. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Didn't, didn't Thanks. capture the combat of the didn't original kids, the kids combat. Kids game. I think we haven't talked a lot about sequels on this because yeah, I, sure. I think it's I think there's in our industry and in our position there's a tendency to kind of reward originality. But yeah, that's a good point. One of my favorite games this year was a sequel, and I think it was it it, it has to have been Rhythm Kevin Fever. Um, yeah, it's the sequel to Rhythm Kevin, and I know you're a big Rhythm Kevin fan. I'm a big Rhythm Kevin fan, but Rhythm Kevin Fever, where in which he's very sick. He's super sick, uh, yeah. Is a kind of uh, interesting spin on it. Because it's kind of like taking one of those sad levels from Elite Beat Agents and making a whole game around Kevin. He's so, so sick. He's got that hot fever and his head's, forehead's too hot. Uh, he put a wet rag on his head to the rhythm. Yeah, and this one was developed by Jib Jab. Jib Jab Montreal, I think. Jib Jab Montreal, the internet e-card company. 
uh, where you put the fun little heads on it. And so there was that functionality. So, so the you art send style them. was very different for that reason. It was super different. Because it was because all, you, every character looked like George W. Bush with kind of a puppet mouth. Yeah. Dancing around. Um, which is very random. I like it very much, but you could also like put your grandma's head on it. And she's like, that's me in the game. And it's like, <laughs> this was worth it. This is the most, this is the closest I've ever been to my GMA. Should we just pick a number one game of, of 2016? Yeah, we've danced around it. We've beaten around the bush a lot, but I think it's time that we sort of step back and acknowledge our number one go, Gauthier of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, you want to do the honors? I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> it's got to go. There's a lot of great stuff this year. But I got to give it. I have to give it. I know, Griffin, you love this game a lot. I love this game a lot. The best game of 2016, according to Pool Games, Inc., is... It's got to go to Rouge the Bat 1, a Star Wars story. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, obviously. Because yeah, we haven't seen Rouge since Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. We, yes. we don't know what she's been doing. Well, this, she died in that one, so... Well, this game is a prequel to that, though, Griffin. It's kind of... There's that scene at the end where they got that... They they show her getting the original... Uh, whatever the fuck. She likes to steal coins and gems. Mm. Uh, and she, she's... I just... I'm still... I'm sorry. Maybe this makes me simple. Maybe this makes me uh, kind of a, a dull person maybe this makes me a person of low taste i still think making a bat with boobs on it is good and i'm not gonna apologize for that i think that a bat with boobs i'm sorry actually hold on i just got a letter from polygon hr you have to apologize for that right now i won't apologize for it bat i need well you have to say it or else you the podcast is canceled they said i'm getting these emails right now uh not getting those emails i'm not seeing those emails do you want me to forward you the emails you don't believe me I'm not getting those emails. Bruise the bat is good. Uh, bat with boobs is good. Bald bat with boobs is good. And game of the year. Rouge the bat. Boob. Oh man, Boob bat. It, yeah. I mean, I agreed. That's we agreed on that. So yeah, I mean, we agreed before we started recording. You said, Nick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you on it to keep up appearances. I'm a married man and I have a son and I need to pretend that I don't like the boob bat. So I'm going to push back a little on it, but you need to take this bullet for me on the Rouge the Bat thing. And I said, I'll do that for you, Griffin, because I love you. I'm a friend. and I'm a good podcast co-host. But now it's time for our game of the two years, Mm -hmm. because we didn't do one in 2015. So this is better than the one we just said. Weird. Can you do I did it for I fucking did it for you. Can you fucking get on board my thing for once, Nick? Support my endeavors. It was of course balls in your court, a tennis-based courtroom drama. And it was B-A-L-L apostrophe Z. Mm-hmm. and who can forget the tension? The tension and all the tennis of those courtroom battles. Because you are Ace Ace Attorney, not that one though. You're Serena, right? It's Williams. Oh, mm. I was gonna say like Howie Love, because mm-hmm. that's a tennis. And it is kind of an interesting question because by the time you get to the end of the game, you realize that he's unable to sustain a relationship, and the question really does become how he loves. Yeah, yeah. How he and love. it's uh, and of course he's up against hard nosed prosecutor Devin Fault. 
and there's Judge, Advantage, and your assistant, Melissa... Tennis Ball. Tennis Ball. And her brother, Archie Net, Who is, is worth noting, is a racketeer. Then he racketeers all the time. Who's that in the audience? It's the spirit medium, Spaulding. Mm-hmm. And who is the up there sitting on the kind of the high chair between the two things? Who's judging the whole thing? It's Mario. Yeah, it's Mario. From Mario Tennis. And who's that underneath him being sat on the lap? Mario Andretti. Mario Andretti, the race car driver. Yeah. So and who's that under his lap? It's, it's Sherman. Yoshi. Sherman it's Yoshi. Yoshi. Damn it. And under him, it's it's Terrence Wimbledon. Now, is that under... If you peek underneath <laughs> it, and you kind of have to clip through the model to see it, but there is a Mads Mikkelsen underneath, which I think is Interesting. Fun. So five men and a dinosaur sitting on each other's laps, mm-hmm. just writhing while you are doing courtroom stuff. But every time there's an objection, a quick match of tennis was played in this game. That was made by Nintendo 2. What a good fucking game that was, remember? It was remember? so good. And it's so weird because it's the type of game that I think when you talk about it on paper, you're like, that sounds fucking bad. That sounds stupid and bad. But weird it, you, that you... It just sounds like you said like a bunch of tennis a bunch terminology of as shit. people's names. Um, you said like a bunch of dumb ass fucking shit. But it's actually good. But it's actually really good when you play it. It's good when you play it. And that's what I... I, It's so funny because when I... First, I laughed when the tagline of the game was, it's good when you play it. And the other (laughs) tagline was, you can't spell tennis without tennis-shin. And then there was the third tagline, and the third tagline was, I'm going to take you to court, colon, tennis court. That that one was pretty solid. I will give them that. Uh, I like that game. I think that's our number one game of the year. And then his whole... Whenever you you as... um, how we love whenever you like solve a case you say game set and then <clears throat> match and you've lit a match and you blow it out mm. and then it kind of fades to black as soon as you blow it out and then- yeah game set <clears throat> match <clears throat> nintendo nintendo the nintendo Two. logo yeah, the pops nintendo up logo and that's pops what, up one of the fun time. things that sets nintendo 2 apart is usually when you put on a nintendo game it says nintendo at the beginning every time you turn it on on nintendo 2 it says nintendo at the end every time it just pops up sometimes when they're like we did a dope moment when he does his catchphrase and we want people to know that this was nintendo 2 that did this i like that so it's like they're signing their name at the end mm-hmm. so balls in your court of tennis-based courtroom drama was the game of the two years i can't believe it won yeah, I can't believe it beat your pervert game. Our our pervert game. Our pervert game. Mm. Boy, howdy, do I like those bats. You do. This, mm. Nothing like a bald mm. bat with bat ears and a bat head and then some cleavage for some <laughs> oh, reason. Oh, yeah, baby. Nick, I don't know if you've noticed this, but before we got on this Skype call, I changed my Skype profile picture to be a different version of Austin Powers. I, I've had the Austin I, Powers emblem since we, I guess, like episode four or whatever. Yeah. And every time we have a Skype call, you always get on me because you say, you, I can't believe you have that same Austin Powers. And so as a special Christmas, holiday, New Year's, Hanukkah, oh like treat, I changed it to a different Austin Powers and you didn't fucking say a word well, I, about it. <laughs> it was. I kind of wondered if maybe I just was misremembering the Austin Powers it was before you know i'm not 
Austin Powers is Austin Powers, but no, you're right. It's a different angle on his face. He's not so close. He's got we got a lot more of the it's, shirt. In it's there. much, 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 much lower resolution. <laughs> wildly, wildly artifacted. It looks like it's kind of that photo was probably uploaded to the World Wide Web alongside Goldmember, yeah. which is at least a decade old at this point. 2016. How we barely knew ye. Heck of a, heck of a year. Heck of a heck podcast. of a year. One for the books. I'll tell you what, man. We are never going to forget this one, are we? No, sorry, Bob. Here's to a, to another 2017 full of even better games. Better games, even better events. Mm-hmm. Better deaths. You, better. Oh God, Nick. I. Well, you want? We're ju- I'm just. I'm. I'm just. I'm just running on empathy. I understand. It's the third. We got. You know that 24. No, fuck that. 12 hours from now, it'll be the last day of the year. Oh, God, I'm just going to fucking party through it so hard. You and your son going to get real fucked up? He already is all the time, basically. I guess being a baby is kind of just like being like super being lit like, 24-7. I mean, that's a, that's the whole reason that we do, you know, drink and party and like have a good time is so we can go back to like our baby minds. That's why the New Year's Eve mascot is a baby because it's, it's so baby. babies are so inherently God, fucked up and drunk. crying again and it's like... Can we please keep podcasting? (laughs) Keep the ball rolling. Uh, Thank you for listening to Cool Games, Inc. Uh, We will be back in the new year. Uh, Thank you to everybody who sent in suggestions this year. Not obviously not for this episode. Mm -hmm. These were all very real games, not sent in by suggestion people on Reddit. If it were those people, I would say thank you to all of you. And I would also, Um, if it was those people, I would also say sorry that we forgot to say any of their names. But uh, well, we didn't because it was again, again, great publishers and developers like Sega and Rockstar, Nintendo too. Obviously, did a great job. If you would like to, when we get back to our our traditional format of making video games. reddit.com slash r slash cool games inc there will be a thread pinned to the top called the dank nug zone and you can just submit your ideas there uh we'll look at a bunch of them we'll pick our faves and we'll we'll read them out on the show hey 2017 let's kick its let's kick its butt huh absolutely i would love to do that. absolutely i would love to kick 2017's butt i would love it if 2017 was a good year with bad video games as opposed to the inverse because mm. you know i mean is there any way we can thread the needle and have both be good or is there, so, is there a cosmic scale that requires 2015, good year, bad games, 2016, bad year, good games? Can we just how about a little bit of both? How about like a okay year with okay games? I would totally settle for that. I would accept that. Yeah, sure. For sure. Uh, thank you for listening to Cool Games. We'll see you next year. All Lang Syne. Until next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. No problem. Fine. <laughs>